This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We've talked Joe Burrow. A little bit of the struggling offense. Sticking up for Zach Taylor at times in this game because he's getting a lot of criticism right now on social media if you've had a chance to check Twitter. Uh, we look ahead, though. Rebound a little bit of react overreaction Sunday going into Monday. You look at this defense. We've talked about it plenty of times. I feel like this defense is still underrated. Yes, they are playing Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers offense, who have a few star wide receivers. You can't overlook this offense, even though their quarterback is who he is. This defense is still legit. I know there's no moral victory, silver linings. You take the L, you give the ball away five times on offense. You struggle, you don't make the extra point. Should have won this game. But at the same time, I'm... I'm here for optimism, Mike. What do you think about this defense right now? Oh, I love the defensive work. I know it's against not great opponents, but yeah. I mean, Trubisky today ended up with uh, EPA per play of negative 0.09. Burrow ended up with negative 0.14, but that tells you how bad five turnovers is and then how bad Trubisky plays off of that with zero, tur- no turnovers, one sack, and he still ends up in the negative for his EPA per play. So that's just awesome performance from the defense. I thought overall, given that they were just in such bad spots, it felt like all the time, at least in the first half, they just played their heart out. I mean, stopping, there was the big one where uh, the third down and third and goal, it was from like the one or two yard line. They threw a pass to Frymuth and I just see Von Bell man coverage and he locked him up. And, And that's a step in the right direction. It was hard to really get a focus on what exactly the defense is doing. I thought a lot of Pittsburgh's offense was very much weird and why I think of Matt Canada's Wario, because it was like shift to motion to run a shovel screen to Fryermuth. And I was like, two yards. <laughs> it's like, God, that's a lot for nothing. And then they, they ran that shovel screen so much. It was like by the end, they were sitting on it. It was, it was weird. But um, yeah, I, I really like the defensive performance. I know it's against Mitch Trubisky. I know it's, not a great offensive line. They're still good weapons, and I thought the coverage was solid, although I will say there was at least one play where Pickens had a step and a half, but Mitch threw it about 15 yards off, and that happens. That's just – that'll happen. You you will leave them one play where they could have had a big gain, and I think there was that flea flicker that went for a big gain too. But really, they – 
an entire overtime and I can only think of about three, four plays that, you know, they didn't come away with a, what I thought would be a, you know, like stopping the offense, at least from getting an explosive type play. That's fine to me. There are no big touchdowns. There was just the one yard swing pass to uh, Najee Harris, which happened after a defensive pass interference to give him three more downs. So I don't think we have given the defense enough credits because of the loss and how everybody wants to talk about the offense and how poorly they played the defense. I mean, to me, that was like a, a, they should have only given up like three points in that game. And then they end up giving up however many, I don't remember if it was a 20 or 20, it was 23. Uh, They ended up with uh, giving up. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, They ended up giving up 23 because of how, badly they were put into situations but they made me confident for the rest of the year in terms of yeah this defense could legit be top 10 top 8 top something but we have to see it against good offense but even against a bad a bad offense it just felt very much like a a dominant performance from them yeah, and the thing is, and this game had zero to do with officials. I'm not here to be like, oh, uh, Jamar Chase was in the end zone. I should have counted as a touchdown. There was one that um, I feel like this defense would have liked back because I don't think it was the right call on Cheeto in the game. I thought that was kind of a, a weak call. But, that again, this game was not about the officials. You can't give the game away. You can't give five turnovers away and expect to win a game. You lost the game. The Steelers won. But you look at this team as a whole. We talk about the defense we talked about the offense, who is just taking a little bit longer to gel. I think this could be a more of a concern if you're getting into week two, three, four, and they're not really working out that great. But you look at the AFC North. Here's where the bad news comes in. They're the only team to lose in week one. You watch the Ravens play. I mean, goodness. You can say it's a bad team, but it's still an NFL team. And I still like the Jets, even though their quarterback situation, even when Zach Wilson is healthy and back out there, I still don't feel great about their quarterback room, but they still have talent around them in New York. And then you have the Browns who win last second field goal, find a way to win with the quarterback they have out there, but their defense is legit. Cincinnati falls to last in the division. What do you make of that? Are there concerns right now? There's a the the mild concern for me is that you dropped a division and AFC game, so that matters a lot for tiebreakers. Um, other than that, not too too concerned. Just in terms of, I think they'll still finish first or second in this division and probably make the playoffs. But I do think this is a game you don't drop. Like next week is the game you can drop and be okay. <laughs> now you really you could still drop that, but starting zero and two is terrible. That that's that's. Not a that's that's playing like the first half offense where you're digging the hole and trying to come out of it, especially when this is the easier part of the schedule to me. So they still, I think, you want to be seven, eight wins by the bye week. I'll say six, seven, eight wins by the bye week. You dropped a game you should win. You have to expect that'll happen at some point. It happened last year twice with the Bears and the Jets. So you gotta be able to come back. And you know, the the poor part is that it was a division game. That's no way around it. That's just, that's going to affect tiebreakers. Could that lead to Baltimore winning the division if you split with them? Yeah. I mean, does Baltimore drop games to Pitt? They haven't always played them well, but I don't know. And Baltimore looked really good today. Cleveland, they were able to squeak out a victory against the Panthers. I don't 
think the Browns, just because Watson's suspended so long that I don't think they're a serious uh, problem. And I don't think Pittsburgh is a serious issue either. So I don't think this is going to matter for a head-to-head type situation, but it matters for the Ravens. I mean, if the Ravens can pull out 11 wins and the Bengals can find a way to 11 wins, now you're looking at maybe they get in and get home field advantage instead of the Bengals. And that's rough. So you don't control your own destiny anymore for the AFC North. Uh, I guess you still do in terms of you could beat the Ravens twice, but you've lost a little bit of your control, I guess is what I should say. You lost a little bit of your control of your own destiny where you should have won this game. You were the better team going in. The only way you lose is multiple turnovers. And then you give Pittsburgh the perfect recipe for the game. You blow it. Now it's it just, this is like a one and a half loss compared to losing an NFC game is just a, a loss. It's just, it hurts the tiebreakers so much. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and Joe Burrow talked about that in his Wednesday press conference, that this game counts more than one one win. When you look at the standings, just the AFC North alone, and then obviously it's the opener. You want to win this game. You want to set a tone, and then you forget about how ugly it really looked. For Joe, this sounds corny. People make fun of him right now. He was the last one at his locker. He's staring there. He's not getting a shower. He's not. He's talking to media. He did all of that, and he just stayed there. And he's just not talking to anyone after that. What does that mean? Is that scary for the AFC and the NFL? (laughs) Joe's going to be fine. To me, it means whatever you want it to mean. I think think he just knows how poorly he played, and he's just – It's bad. It's – Look, I've been there playing high school sports, just like sitting down like, oh, my God, like that was terrible from me. Like, I can't believe I played that bad or something like that along those lines. Or I can't believe we let this one get away type thing. And it's just tough to overcome, especially when you're as hyper competitive as Joe Burrow is to be to go out there, lose to your biggest rival on the home opener, buzz killing the entire fan base. And then also you're probably the biggest reason it happened. Man, that's rough. So does he come back and is he strong against the Cowboys next week? I think so. But I think that's, that's you know, he could start writing the narrative for he's, you know, he, he's his mind's in Dallas. You know, he's going to beat the Cowboys to make up for this type thing. You don't know? It, yeah, it's whatever you wanted to, you know, otherwise you could also say like uh, something along the lines, just like, you know, he's just kind of what I'm saying in terms of like, yeah, he's just kind of reflecting on a very poor game. But if you want to say that, you know, this is concentration. This is Jordan after losing his starting job as a uh, freshman or something type thing. It's whatever you want. I don't know. To me, I don't buy into these things too much, but it is it is interesting in like, you know, he's, he's definitely thinking a lot about and reflecting about this game, and I don't think he'll make the same mistakes next week. Joe Burrow reminds me a lot of how I was at the Super Bowl. We get back to the hotel after the game. 
and the people that I'm with, my family, they're like, oh, let's go to dinner. Let's get something. I was like, why would we do that? We can't go anywhere right now. They just lost this game 23 to 20. And I'm just like, I'm not going anywhere. You go eat dinner and I'll stay in the hotel room and I'll just stare at the TV and be like, I can't believe they just lost that game. That was wild. And that wasn't great. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. And look, this may come back to jinx us. We'll remember in week one, we obviously will have the audio recorded. I think Joe bounces back. I don't know if it's against the Cowboys or, or what the season, but Joe's not going to play the way he did in this first half. We said it last year. People were hammering this team after they fell to the Bears. This guy, well, Joe, there's something wrong with Joe. Like he's not, Joe played at an MVP level last year with the offensive line he did have. I still feel like this offensive line is going to be better. And maybe this is more of an optimistic final 60 seconds on the podcast of um, reaction after a recap of their first game of the season. Offensive line will play better. Joe Burrow will play better. The good news is you have a legit defense that we've talked about plenty this offseason. And even last year, they didn't get the respect they deserved. I think they're going to get it because there's going to be a lot of games this season. Either the offense is going to win it for you or the defense is going to win it for you. There is a little bit of concern for me personally, and hopefully it's not a big deal that Clark Harris is back. And you figure that out because I still feel like that chemistry with Kevin Huber, Clark Harris, and Evan McPherson is a huge deal when it comes to a weapon and you think about special teams. That is a concern for me this week. T. Higgins, can this guy come back? Have they played without T. Higgins before? Yes, we've talked about that. They they missed him in early last year, and he, and he bounced back, and he's a great wide receiver. You need him out there. It is concerning when Jamar Chase is out there, and, and maybe Tyler Boyd get cramps, and he's on the sideline. He did come back. Tyler Boyd will be fine. But – there's concerns. The thing is, the good news, it's week one. Yeah, Every it's basically yeah, basically what I was saying is just to me, there's concerns, but most of them I feel pretty optimistic about. Um, I th the second half of the game really just let you. Th I watched it, and to me, it was a lot of like, yeah, that's what I expect this Bengals team to look like. Still not perfect. That's what I thought the game was going to be like. You know, an interception here or there like one or two, and, you know, sometimes the offense isn't moving the way you wanted it to. I, I kept thinking that this game was just going to be an annoying win, but it ended up being a loss because they gave the ball away so many times. It's just, yeah, I think I think you saw the recipe for what the Bengals offense will look like and the defense will look like in the second half of this game and overtime. They should have won overtime, but they just didn't have a long snapper and, and another one, <laughs> another miss. That game took like 5 billion hours. Oh, I had a heart rate of 150 for like four hours. I, I, I mean, honestly, to go back to that, I don't want to relive that unless it's like the end of the season. They win the UFC North. They're fine. They're going to the playoffs. They're winning playoff games. I don't ever want to relive week one because of how long it took. They didn't really have a whole lot to do with the Steelers. Of course, it's Pittsburgh. It's an AFC North game. But just in general, to think that they were going to win so many different times if you're a Pittsburgh fan, if you're a Cincinnati fan, and for it to go the way it did. Uh, yeah, I think Joe bounces back. We'll have plenty coming up this week. Obviously, like I said before, we'll have injury updates, a look ahead. I know that you'll have plenty on all Bengals. What's up there this week? I don't know yet. I, I'm going to watch the that. game. I love that. Honestly. <laughs> I'm going to watch the game over again. And it, my mind is feeling something defense to be optimistic after this loss, but it could also be a look into the offensive line and maybe something that could have gone wrong. It could have been, it, it could be a lot of things right now. So I don't know yet. Um, but you know, you could look at the first versus second half of Joe Burrow and how he played. There's, I'm going to watch the game over on coaches film and come up with an idea, but <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs>
<laughs> I know it's only week one, but I feel like the Bengals fan base could use some optimism because I said it, I actually said it on Twitter. I said, I'm way too optimistic after this loss because they looked bad in the first half, but I'm like, things will be fine. I feel like, again, we could feel differently in about four to five weeks and I could say, well, they're not very good. They're going to struggle. <laughs> um, but at this moment in time on September 11th, after their first week one game against the Steelers, I'm I'm not ready to throw in the towel. And I, I would think that Bengals fans who've experienced this franchise their whole entire life, or even in 2021 that, yeah, you're going to have some duds. And unfortunately happened in week one for this team but plenty on all Bengals uh, maybe Bengals underscore Sands will have a look at the defense because like I said we, everyone can use a little optimism going into the week in Dallas because that's going to be another difficult one for them but we'll be back this week make sure you're following along Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson we will have more pods coming out this week and then a look ahead to Bengals and the Cowboys on it's always game day in Cincinnati <laughs>